0: Peace everybody. Welcome to the Three to Odd Way podcast. My name is Substantial and I'm here with my brothers. We got Sherm the Barber and of course my brother Jay Cash. Definitely great to see y'all. How's it going, team?
1: Hey, I just want to say I'm proud of you well, for getting it right this time. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. He wasn't was
1: right.
2: The <laughs> He wasn't I mean, you shit. know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look,
0: when I was doing my countdown in the beginning, before I hit start on the video, in my mind, I was just like saying it over. I was like, three to odd way, three to all way, you got this, brother. It's not three <laughs> to way, it's three to odd way. You got this, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah episode four. If I,
0: ain't, if I ain't have it by now, I need to stop doing the intro. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, like, cash, you keep shitting on me. You need to do the intro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 you waiting. waiting? for
2: that
0: money? Look, man, well, you know know what I'm saying? We switch up. That's what we do. We switch up next week for the live (laughs) joint. You know what I'm saying? Put you, oh, the, right. put you on the spot. put the Right, right. <laughs> we live next week, that's right. Yeah, we are live next week. So so shout out to everybody who's been watching the, uh the new series and stuff, man. It's been going really well. Um, I think last week was actually um <laughs> our our uh most popular episode. So that was really dope uh, to see it actually um stream higher than the first episode. So yeah, yeah, so 147 right now. Yeah, I'm saying so. We'll go ahead, you know, the, these numbers may not be impressive to most but like it's growth for us you know what i'm saying growth mindset moving forward baby steps that's what we doing out here you know what i mean mm. cheers to that i got something to in the screen too bow always mm. been on black mm. <laughs> <laughs> <We're still good. laughs> yeah life juice that's what isaiah would call it back in the day Ooh. life juice is the best type <laughs> you know what i'm saying what you sipping on today sir
2: so today i got two joints um, I already finished this one, but I got a um, flying dog mm-hmm. uh, cream milk stout. Pretty
0: good. <laughs> Those are or- Never thought I'd see Oreos on a beer, but yeah. yeah,
2: okay. Pretty good. And then I got a Sun Lab Welcome to My Dark Side Pastry Stout, which is uh, mm-hmm. proving to be pretty tasty. I actually have a breakfast joint here today, too. No, 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 no. It's time party. for all the people.
0: Right. Here we go. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I got it for you, Stan. Ooh. Ah, okay. Early rise. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay. Early to rise. Breakfast. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> I'll be one. <laughs> that is great
0: that is that is that that so what do they call it if you start the day drinking I know what we call it if you start the day smoking that's waking baker. you know what I'm saying I feel like there should be a term for people who wake yeah, up is. And drink. Is. what is it alcoholism <laughs> <laughs> <they> call <laughs> oh man Laugh right. oh. to keep from crying oh my god <laughs> crazy,
2: crazy, well, yeah, crazy. pretty good um The first one is said. I mean, the uh, the Lab is said to be brewed with macadamia nuts, hazelnuts, maple syrup, vanilla, and lactose. I'm not too. I'm not too hot on the lactose, but
1: so you be you have gas afterwards. That's right. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna
0: be (laughs) in this whole bottle. Off the bubbly giblets. Bad. Yo, so yeah, look even sound effects. <laughs> right, right. Now for our next segment, right? I'm saying? I didn't know Sharon was picking up new skills. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yo, before we get into the rest of the show, real quick, uh rest in peace shout out. Uh this weekend we lost uh the great Larry King. Um Yeah, man. Uh, I know he was dealing with about with COVID. Um, I heard about that, uh, I want to say about a week or two ago or something like that. And so, um, yeah, I remember first hearing that knowing that he's up in age and stuff, man, like, you know, just kind of start mentally preparing myself for the worst. Um, like I think a lot of people did, but, um, but definitely rest in peace to Larry King. Um, just, uh, you know, just a, a very influential voice over the years, man, and definitely a trailblazer for so many people uh who work in broadcasting. So, you know, what I mean, rest in peace pretty, to him. Pretty neutral so, voice too, which I which I really respect. He he remained pretty neutral
2: over the years.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. If you're a broadcast journalist, right, like your job first and foremost is just to report the news. You know what I mean? So a lot of what has kind of dominated um, nowadays is is basically like the live bias. version of, uh, mm. of opt ads, right? Like, um, let's say again, it's bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, because it's, you know the, the bias, the more biased news typically sells. You know, uh, it it gets more traffic, right? It gets more more burn, and so um, people would much rather sit and listen to you know what they agree with as opposed to just kind of get general information. Um, you know, you and know, so.
1: First rule in journalism is, uh, no, it bleeds, it leads.
0: You know what I mean? So yeah, if it bleeds, it leads. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's that's what they speak to. Yeah. I remember, um, what was it? Uh, not last year, the year before last 2019 during Kwanzaa, when we met, um, where, when Fox, uh, five DC came up to, um, creative Suitland, and they interviewed shell and i to talk about the Kwanzaa event one of the things uh, that we talked about or whatever you know after the camera went off we were just like hey man thank you for showing up you know i mean we know this neighborhood typically end up on the news for a lot of other stuff so it was dope that y'all actually you know uh came out for this and then what he said well he was like yo he's like yeah man uh, we 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 actively are looking for more stories like this the truth of the matter is there's no kind of like how the radios or whatever um, for like cops and different things he was like you know those type of things they're they're not there for good news right like he's like you know when people are listening and for reports and stuff like that most of the time when stuff like that that comes across the wire nine times out of ten is something negative so um, so it was dope it's always dope when you see folks making an active effort to to basically report both sides you know what I mean um, to just kind of report what's happening as opposed to trying to make people uh shift people's thinking, you right. know what I mean? But yeah, but on that note, gentlemen, we you know what we didn't do before we started was decide who was setting it off, son. You oh, know what I mean? Did we did, did not... last week. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So do well, you I remember cuz I don't?
1: <laughs> me first.
0: Ah, yeah, that's right.
1: No, let me see. Me I took notes, bro. I'm I'm
0: I'm yeah. Let Me. Yeah. You are a gentleman and a scholar, good sir. Thank you, because I am failing right now. You yes, I man. am. Am I last? I think I'm last. Yes, you are. No, sir, am no. last. You're right. So, okay, mm-hmm. look, so you aren't the only forward thinker, good sir. I already had the banners in order. Look at that. High five for Jesus. I just forgot. I ain't realized. So, yeah, on that note, me you go ahead and shut up. up. <laughs> right. It's too late to play it off. I've already, Uh, we done it. That happened. You know what I'm saying? So, Cash, it's on you. Sherm, you got his theme music? (laughs) (laughs) Because he's bougie now. The music has changed now that James has a uh, MacBook.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's
0: right. I need that upper level, I need that. Come on. Yes. yes. <laughs> Nigga. That shit was
2: shaped That's, That's fine, man. That's fine. That's fine
1: That's, fine. That's, fine. That's, fine. That's, fine. That's gonna be the background
0: they to don't I pay you enough, sherman They don't pay you enough, so you know what I'm saying?
2: I just I just gave a theatrical performance.
0: Yeah. You did, you did that shit. You did that shit. You know what I'm saying?
2: Sorry, right, James. I didn't mean to take away from your from, from your segment, bro. I'm it's sorry. too late. He
0: stole all your thunder. You know what I'm saying? My segment. You
1: know what, you saying? what I'm saying? We fire nice out here. You know what I'm saying? You know,
0: fantastic. Right, so so
1: on, on the on the RIP level, we gotta give a shout out and, and toast it up to Hammerin' Hank Aaron, who passed mm. away at the age of 86 um, on January 22nd, I believe, 2021. Um, for those who were unfamiliar with Hank Aaron, he was one of the best baseball players of all time. Um, mm-hmm. um, one one writer had him top five, you know, and as many baseball players as come along, that's a huge accomplishment.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, He played 23 seasons in Major League Baseball um, after three months in the Negro Leagues with the Indianapolis Clowns, um, 21 seasons with um, Atlanta Braves, uh, two with the Milwaukee Braves. I'm sorry, Milwaukee Brewers. 25-time All-Star, World Series champion, NL MVP, three-time Gold Glove Award winner, two-time NL batting champion, four-time NL home run leader, four-time NL RBI leader, with major league, major league baseball records that are still standing at 2297 career rbis wow eight hundred and fifty-six career total bases 1477 oh career extra base hits keep inducted, going yeah inducted oh, to the hall bad man man hang on was a bad yeah. man i got asked a long time ago from a co-worker who's the greatest baseball player of all time and that this was my answer Hank Aaron. um mm-hmm. jack robinson was my second baby Kind of in the third, and Willie Mays, but Hank Aaron, to me, was a whole lot greater than just what he did on the uh, the baseball diamond. He was a a philanthropist as well as an activist against um, um, against civil rights. Um, Well, for civil rights, not against it, for civil Mm -hmm. rights. So well beloved in Atlanta, Um, I think he has a. a, I think the name I wrote it down. Chasing the Dream Foundation it provides 44 grants each year for Boys and Girls Clubs of America. And that's just that's dope. a iceberg. Um, that's dope. Most famously known for breaking Babe Ruth's home run record of 755, a, a record that stood for 33 years. Um, yeah. And the time that he came up, that was not appreciated <laughs> from the masses. I'll let you guys determine why that was but he got all kinds of threats he got a lot of um harassment and like um, for 300 yeah <laughs>
2: <And he's, laughs> little,
1: as, as we all know like babe is beloved um and, and, for I mean, sure I'm a Yankee fan so of course everyone below uh, uh loves babe roof and everybody any
0: uh, uh, any you know and he was a Marylander so of course you know what I mean got to show <laughs> love you know what I mean but like but you know Ooh, hang uh, No, 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 no. He's talking about, about, yeah, Bay Roof was from Baltimore. Did Did not know that. Yeah. -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah. The career uh, home run record was at the time 754, and and Hank hit 755. So, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to his family. um, and 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 his – like, he does so much work with Morehouse – um he I know he he had a, a a program where he would invite um young colonists to his house to practice their culinary skills. Like Hank Aaron is is beloved. Um and he's he's sorely missed. So um RIP to the legend, the great, um, a man that's worthy of following behind and following after um Hank mm-hmm. Aaron, R I P to you. God rest your soul. Absolutely, absolutely. Or to transition from now also um on a personal level, I lost my um high school football varsity, high school varsity football coach the same day. Um so for those that wow. are um graduates of Tamil Heights High School, um, we lost a great one and um Coach Payton um to pass the same day as Hank Aaron. You know, it's never special to have somebody pass, but it's memorable when that happens. So R.P. to Payton and all the people that he's affected and helped. Become great young men and young women because he also did work with the golf team as well. With um, Dama High, so. Mm. so moving on from that, back to my mm. favorite Eva, James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> now, James Harden is being talked about today because of the response from Shaquille O'Neal. So, I don't know, Stan, if you have that uh image you want to put up. Shaquille has said some things about James Harden, I mentioned it in brief um discussion last week when we were talking about um how he kind of made his way out of Houston and now is with uh the, the New Jersey um, the Brooklyn Nets. <coughs> See my age showing up I'm about to call them New Jersey Nets. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn Nets. Um to paraphrase, uh James Harden said that he gave Houston his all. Um Shaq responded with something like, you know, when you say you gave him your all um no, you didn't. You wanted Dwight Howard, they gave it to you. They, you wanted Chris Paul, they gave it to you. Um, you wanted your your, your buddy, um, uh, uh, Russell Woodsbrook, they gave it to you and it didn't work. So when they say you're giving your all, um, you really haven't given your all. So things are, and of course, because of the society we live in now, he came back with the response um, to uh, the kill O'Neal. I'm just do you have it up?
0: I was trying to uh, get it to come up on this end because I think you were. Yeah, I'll
1: I'll read it. read it long. He says uh, we do all this talking about uplifting the next African-American athlete, male. um, And some of these ex NBA players use national TV or their own social media to do the opposite. I see it. Just I see it. I just say to myself, the real never lose. Salute to D way for being solid. that was a shot of course it was a shot at shaq mm. now, this segues into the next part because shaq's response shaq says to uh james harden regarding that he says uh all that talk about we should be uplifting brothers and all that i uplift my brothers by telling them the truth i'm not the yes i'm not a yes man okay you ain't show up yet so you got to win a championship
0: Uh, no lies detected, ladies and gentlemen.
1: here's Yeah, bro. Here's why it, it's starting to. And I'm gonna ask you guys. I want to hear your opinion on it before I segue into the oh, next yeah, part.
2: Please.
1: Donovan, <laughs> okay, so Donovan Mitchell has this this great game. Um, this past weekend, it was uh Utah Jazz. They played the Pelicans. Donovan Mitchell pretty much does Donovan Mitchell things. If guys don't know who he is, he's a great scorer, young guy in the NBA right now. So after the game's over, Shaq's in a post-game interview. So he says to Donovan Mitchell, he says, "Um, I said tonight that you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. Next (coughs) level. Man-damn. Excuse me. Man-damn, man-damn. But you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose because I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? And I'm like, what? (laughs) He just wins the game. And that's Shaq's response to him. So a lot of sports people now, especially on Twitter, they're getting after Shaq because they feel like Shaq's become some type of hater who looks down on the younger guys and has a lot to say about them and their careers, and he's never said anything uplifting. I kind of took that comment when he was talking to Donovan Mitchell as to say that he was trying to challenge him um, Mm -hmm. because he didn't really hide from what he said. He wanted Donovan Mitchell to hear it straight from him, you know what I'm saying, and not Mm -hmm. hear somebody else, oh, this is what Shaq said to you. I I, I don't know. Like, maybe he old school, and that's how he feels like he needs to motivate the players, but, you know, it's becoming a big thing now where people are looking at Shaq like he a big hater, so – I, I don't know what's gonna come from this, but uh I'm gonna watch because <laughs> <laughs> I find this entertaining. Right. How do you feel about that? You you feel like Shaq being a hater? Do you feel like he's being extra? Do you think he's motivating? Like how would you take
2: that? Go ahead, sure Okay. So what he said about James Harden, I have no issue with. I think James Harden definitely needs to show improve. He does keep uh he he does keep getting uh to these teams and getting exactly what he wants and he does not he he's not produced a championship yet. I think he was right about that. On the other end of that though, I do think Shaq is and and if you are if you are of the past generation because the Because basketball has hit the corner quick, like it is definitely a whole new generation of basketball right now. Like it is drastically different from what you and I
1: exactly.
2: Well, you know, it's it's different from what we're used to seeing, and it's definitely different from what Shaq is used to seeing. So he is a bit of a hater, but I understand where it comes from because. It's hard. Like as an old school basketball enthusiast and fan, it's hard to watch this now and not be like, damn, all of this shit is so it's it, like it, it's, it's built. It, it's, it's built so much like a like it, it is absolutely a business now. Um, the game is built to protect the players. Nobody plays defense anymore. They don't even tell you to get a rebound. They 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 urge you not to get rebounds. So, um, so I'm saying all that to say Shaq is becoming a bit of a hater, but it's the same hater that anybody that's 40 years and up is going to be watching this new game of basketball and watching how players maneuver from team to team so uh with w- with such rapidity and 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 with kind of not real regard, but with, you know, with only personal regard, like it's it's just really different now. It's different. what you think Stan?
0: Yeah. um, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if haters, the word I would use. I think, I I think I'm a person who's kind of accustomed to getting tough love, right? Like where You know, for example, you know what I mean? So, like, I mean, I'm not going to really feel sorry for for anybody i mean yo like a person who is a champion with multiple rings basically told you you ain't doing enough um i mean you got any rings yet i mean he might know what the fuck he talking about so i mean (laughs) there's that you know what i'm saying um and he's a dude who was largely encouraged by some of the greatest players to ever do it and they wasn't necessarily coddling him you know like i mean everybody knew this motherfucker was trash at the uh the free (laughs) throw line and stuff and so you know like he he took that criticism and you know and did what he could to de- elevate other parts of his game and um while simultaneously still trying to work on getting better at that even though it didn't show um so um but like but you know just kind of reflecting always when people talk about these different situations i try to think about what my experience has been right mm-hmm. and so what i will say is this I think, number one, as a person who's dad, right? Like, now, keep in mind, I went to Pratt Institute, right? One of the top art schools in the country. One of the things I wrote when I, applied to, um, uh, uh, when I applied to Pratt, I wrote in there how one of the things my dad said to me when I was younger was one of the main sources of motivation for me. Mom mm-hmm. told me to my face, you can't draw. Boy, yeah. you can't draw. Now, your brother, your brother can draw, but you can't yeah. draw. That's, yeah. yo, I don't remember much my father said, bro, but I remember that. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. And yo, and like, and it motivated me, you know what right. I mean? Cause I, I spent a good amount of my life trying to prove him wrong, you right. know? And so, I mean, yo, and then like fast forward, I got into Suitland high school right one of the like best schools for the visual performing arts in the area and then i ended up getting into pratt would i have gone that far had he not encouraged oh not not encouraged let me not use encourage had he not said what he said the way he said it to me like i don't know if i would have did it because and because the same thing with my music you know what i mean it wasn't like everybody that like heard my music you know even some of our peers it's not like everybody like loved everything I've ever made, right? Like I spent a good amount of time catching catching L's, like from the homies. Like, yeah, bro. Like, yo, you need to step this up. You need to do this. Everybody know what you should do for your career. You know what I'm saying? Even right. though they don't work in it. And so, like, I mean, this is different. He's somebody who who like yeah, the league might be different, but it's still this. It's, the league is still the league, and this has he's gone through the fire. And and he got he got what ultimately all of them are working for. So yeah, you might not like how it was said, and this is what we were talking about pre-show. I think a lot of times we get caught up on how people say stuff and and miss the larger point that he's trying to make. And the larger point he's trying to make, it, what it seems like to both brothers, even though I feel like he was a lot more critical with the the other person, um, is that yo, you got you got a lot more work to do if you're serious about getting to this next level. You know what I mean, right. and right. and it's like, and if you're a person who hasn't reached that next level, the question I have to you is, where's the lie?
1: That's a good point. You know, I, th- I think yeah. it's a generational thing, man. And I don't know if these young cats are going to be ready to accept or receive it. I mean, the response that Donovan Mitchell gave was 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 beautiful to me. He just said, "I," right. you know what I'm saying? And he said, "You know, I've been hearing that all my, my whole life." So we right. know that he's got stuff to prove. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm happy that uh he didn't get offended by it. But I think that the younger generation that that follows, you know, your internet, they kind of took it to heart like Shagga hater and everything like that. I yeah, you know, I thought it was funny in a certain mm-hmm. <laughs> in a certain level because I'm like, damn, he's shooting from both barrels, you know what I mean? At the same time, I, I knew that it was gonna rub some people the wrong way, just yeah. based on the society
0: we in. And, and the question I would pose to those people when like cause people love to throw around the term like hater, just like certain people like to throw around the term like racist or reverse racism or you know, like other times where like people kind of over respond to something. Like yo, like not everything we see is always racist. Not everything we see is like what, what white folk love to call or some white folk like to call anti-racist, right? Um, or of uh, reverse racism is what I meant to say. Um just like another topic about that later on sometime. Oh, absolutely. And then you know, it's important to also understand that one of the most overused terms is hater. Like yeah. what what like yo, if what does like it, James, like it, no. I'm hating What does James Harden have that Shaq wants? Other than youth. (laughs) Right. Other than youth and wishing you were younger again. And I'm not one of these people that sit around like, oh, I wish I was younger, so I'm just hating on young people. Dog, like Hey, man, I I love being older, bro. Like, this shit is way better than when I was younger. Yeah, I might be tired and I don't get to do this, that, and the third. But, bro, I got got the means to do anything I need to do in this given moment and be able to take my family with me. So, yeah, being older, this shit is pretty dope. So, I ain't sitting around hating on young people. Like, "Mm, I I don't want to ask people permission for shit. I want to be able to move. So, like, yo, so I don't see your life and envy it. And I don't think that any person... Who who literally is in the profession that Shaq has proven to be great at, um, you know, and and basically hit the pinnacles that he needed to hit to get where he wanted to go. I don't think it's fair to call him a hater because it's just like, yo, like he achieved what it is you still working toward, bro. So true. like if anybody would know, it would be him. You know true. what I'm saying? It's like sometimes you just got shut up and just go ahead, take your licks, listen. And then when you get your L, you hit him up like, yeah. So, you were saying, like, yo, what can I say, Young Blood? You did it. Yeah. Use his motivation. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, you know, look. Hey, yeah.
1: move, moving on to Steph Curry, who's changed the game in itself. Mm hmm. Curry passed Reggie Miller for second on NBA's all time three point list. Um, he currently has 2,562 and only trails Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it only fails Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth. That is <laughs> Ray Allen. <laughs> the only trails Ray Allen who has yeah. two thousand five hundred seventy-three, uh, which is only four hundred eleven. I think Steph will uh, he'll hit that mark. Um, if not this season, definitely by next season, early part of the season. So, um, shout out to to Steph Curry who's done it in a very fast time. Like he's revolutionized the game. Some some good and some bad because coaching basketball, you know, I, I, I love it when the kids can hit that shot, but everybody's not Steph Curry, bro. And I gotta tell people that you need to bang from the inside out and stop stop trying to pull up like you Steph Curry from the logo. So shout mm-hmm. out to Steph for passing Reggie Miller. Um and on his way to 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 passing Ray Allen, um, God willing. Next, Kyrie Irving, your boy Shiggity Sherm, he made his first game back with the Nets, and you know what happened? I heard they lost. And they lost.
2: lost. And they everybody lost. scored a thousand
1: points, and they lost. No defense at all. I was watching the highlights, like, oh, I get it. So when Kyrie's on, you know what I realized that team is is going to be struggling at the point of attack defense on the perimeter because Kyrie Irving is not a great defender. On neither
2: the is James Harden.
1: Yeah, and neither is James Harden. So I see a weakness. Ugh. Cavaliers, bro. Cavaliers. Oh. Uh, Colin Sexton. Cool, man. Colin Sexton dropped 42 on him. 42. Who is and that? First. Who is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> He's a rookie from Alabama. He's a rookie from Alabama. You know what wow. I mean? Drop forty-two. So to follow that game up, they had a game against my Miami Heat at home. Now we're missing uh, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Miles Leonard, Avery Badley, Bradley. These are starters that are out. So they're literally playing against the G team. They won that game by I think four points, and Bam Adebayo dropped forty-one on them. So, uh, you know, it, it's a team that really, right now, is not going to be uh, 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 it, the defense is going to be the
2: thing that holds them back. See, you know what that, I mean, that's the that's the one issue I have with today's NBA is that they have they have replaced defense with scoring points. Right. and Instead of so. So when when teams have and I've heard a lot of commentators and analysts say this, when teams are having bad shooting nights, instead of saying we need to that that these teams need to start going to the inside, they say, what do shooters do when they're having bad nights? They keep shooting and Mm -hmm. everybody thinks they're a shooter now. So everybody just keeps on shooting. So the idea is to score a thousand points rather than, you know what? We're not hitting tonight, so let's let's defend harder. Let's make them Defense score. And, right, and, you know. So yeah, that's that's the problem I have with it now, man. But you yeah. know, it is what it is. More to come
1: with that one. Stay tuned. So, transition. We're going to speed this last few sections up or fast two points up. The NFL is now down to the top three because Brady's expletive, expletive just beat Green Bay at home. Um, he didn't play well, but the defense for Green Bay is like non-existence, um, and they wound up winning that game. And now I'm waiting on the uh, Kansas City Buffalo game to see who's going to be the representative for the Super Bowl and play Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Um, right now, I think the Chiefs are up, or oh, it was nine to seven. I can't see the score right now, but anyway, that game's still going on. Um, Deshaun Watson. Um, I said I was going to touch on that. Um, real quick, he prefers the uh, Jets over oh, – i was 14-9 anyway by that game. He prefers the Jets over the Dolphins you – know, Jets or Dolphins um, to go to. So uh, I don't know why he prefers them. I'll do more investigating on that and maybe have a deeper story. Because the whole story about Houston is a, it's a long one. So I'll, I'll dig into that along with their – hiring practices for their head coach which is crazy Um we'll dig more into that next week Um finally Conor McGregor was knocked out um, in the second round and joined the list of, of Bernie memes
0: as y'all see. I was about to say he was knocked out by Bernie Sanders <laughs> this is like he was
1: knocked out by Bernie in his mitts <laughs> I love that thing so he lost um And a second-round knockout um, by, by, uh, what's the guy's name, Dustin Poirier. Um, Second-round knockout. And right now, honestly, like, Connor should go ahead and try to get another boxing match so we can get a big check and then go away. Um, Mm -hmm. He's becoming, like, the punching bag for the USC. And a lot of people are not really taking him that serious. But, you know, it is what it is. So that's it um, for me. Thank you guys for – uh, again, paying attention and, and participating. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We always feel, always feel formal at the end. Thank you guys.
0: That's right. <laughs> no, man, we, we appreciate, you know, the thorough reporting, good sir. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, we're going to shift gears and uh, talk about what I've been watching. Um, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> 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 <the Yeah>. <laughs> those of you listening and not watching uh you know cash has his pinky raised because he has made a recent purchase he has joined the apple family yeah. and so he he's feeling kind of bougie right now. you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah let, let drink it,
1: i'm it. drinking it's called a french connection
0: Right, you know, instead of bad and bougie, it's Mac and bougie. That's Mac what we doing. And Mac and bougie. Right there, yeah. we go. That that Mac and bougie. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll come from here for that joint. I do it. You know what I'm saying? Live your life, be great. You know what I mean? We debut it right here on the show. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yo, so look, so we're gonna jump into um to movies, uh, TV, and all of that, Um, real quick. I'm going to just hit y'all with some lightning round recommendations for you to check out before we jump into our main topic, which is the movie American Skin. Uh, But, yeah, definitely – Obviously, we're going to recommend that one. But first and foremost, some other stuff to check out. Um, WandaVision uh, episode three dropped um, was definitely solid. It's uh, the story is moving along a bit quicker. Uh, So definitely, if you haven't uh, caught up with it yet, I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, It's only getting better. Um, Also, another dope movie that just came out on HBO Max um, is called Lockdown. Um, that's an excellent um, film that just came out, as well as about a, uh, a couple. Um, wow, well, a, a couple. There we go. Wow. A couple who actually uh, broke up right before the lockdown started, but because of the lockdown, were forced to continue living together. Um, and like, and their careers are both going in opposite directions. Uh, her career is um, on the up and up. Um, The brother has a criminal background, so he is limited in terms of what type of opportunities he can get. And um, yeah, man, it just deals with like the stresses of being in the lockdown and not being able to kind of move the way you would normally move. But on top of that, being in a relationship, which is clearly toxic and um, and what stresses come with that. Um, And then the story kind of takes a pretty interesting left turn and gets far. I mean, it's very entertaining. Um, a lot of food for thought, but, uh, but extremely hilarious as well. And that's on HBO max. Again, it's called lockdown, but on that note, um, I'm gonna pause the recommendations just to jump into American skin because that movie deserves our time gentlemen. And so let's, uh, let's jump into that. I'm going to go ahead and cue something up real quick. And, uh, but yeah, man. So, um, for those of you who are not familiar with um, having heard of American Skin, it's actually a movie that um, that was basically uh, it came out actually um, or like when you look it up on IMDb, it actually is listed as 2019. So that's how long this movie has actually been circulating. Um, amongst kind of the um, you know the film audience and and all of that, and so it's about a Marine veteran working as a so um, as a school janitor who tries to mend his relationship with his son after um, a divorce when his son is killed by a police officer um, who is later found innocent without standing trial, um, and so he decides to take matters into his own hands. So um, we typically don't do spoiler warnings on. Like three odd way. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be nice today and say spoiler warning. But like I will say going forward, people, if you click on this joint and you see that a certain name of a movie is in the subject, we are talking about the damn movie. So. We're talking about the damn movie. So you got your spoiler warning. Get your hurt feelings and, and walk walk it off. Go somewhere else. Cause we about to jump into it. So we know that Cash hasn't seen it. Um but uh, I, I can put I can put that shit on right after uh oh. we finish and, and be just that. Listen. You, I was so determined um, to make sure that we saw it over here. Like I know I got like at least two or three different ways to watch movies without paying for it. But you know, but like when mm-hmm. it's certain quality things, yeah. When it's certain quality uh, joints and it's certain artists or whatever, um, and Nate Parker is one of those artists. I make sure um, to spend the money because he makes quality films. So uh, for those of you who don't know who Nate Parker is, Nate Parker is a very talented actor who also um, made his directorial debut um, with the movie birth of a nation, um, which was about Nat Turner. Um, if you do not know who Nat Turner is, you need to look Nat Turner up, but um, he is known for uh, basically a uprising that he led um, in Virginia that resulted in the death of many slave masters um their families including women and children and he did all of that to free his people um he was also um, a pastor in fact if you go to um, a reverend um, you can go to the african-american museum if it was open to the public um and actually see his bible um they actually have nat turner's bible there um but yeah so that was his first uh film that he made his directorial debut but his new film American skin similar to um, his old film deals with a a very familiar subject when it comes to like um, black history here in the United States. Um, His first film dealt with slavery. This new film deals with police brutality. Um, So Sherman, and I had a conversation and uh, ahead of the show where I basically said that some of the fatigue that people have about slavery films like i actually have some of that fatigue when it comes to watching films that deal with police brutality mainly because you know i've experienced um like harassment at the hands of police personally we've watched god knows how many of these videos and we've seen plenty of movies that depict it as well but this movie here this movie here as tired as i might be of that subject this movie is very refreshing extremely engaging um there's some amazing dialogue that happens in this film um you know the acting is great shout out to uh amari Hardwick as well who's in the film for those of you who are power fans he plays a a really really uh, dope character in the movie um who's a uh a family friend who's like a blood relative kind of like my brothers who i'm sitting with now um and um his his story is in itself is even though it's brief and they don't really dive super deep into it, but just his presence and his, in his boy's life and, uh, and being there to support him regardless of what he does uh, was really, really dope to see. Cause I, I felt like if any of y'all were in that situation, um, that would be me or that would be y'all in reverse. However, you know what I mean? Like I, I definitely, definitely yeah. felt that. Yeah, man. So, um, so yeah, dude, like, Sherm. I mean, I clearly I could talk about it forever, but uh, I know that you've seen the film definitely share your feedback. Uh, What are some of the highlights? What would you, uh, you know, what would you tell people to look for and what did you appreciate about the film?
2: So first of all, I cried several times watching this movie. Um, it is a very heartfelt uh story um it's, it's really important like stan said uh it it's nothing it's nothing new to any um any black american but it's still the the perspective that he took in telling mm-hmm. the story like i mean it, it it it's a it it is it is the perspective itself is mind blowing. The story, like I said, is, is typical to, to black Americans, but it is so important. Like he caught everyone's perspective. Like the, the thing that I, that, that I found most important, which I feel is not, um, which is not focused on enough in, in, uh, in, in African-American culture is the suburban African-American, mm. um, The way that he deals with that, I think, is really important. Like the, the, um, when, when the, uh, when, when the kid, I forgot the kid's name, but the, what's the main,
0: uh, interviewer's name? Do you recall? I'll look it up while you're talking, but keep going and I'll let you. When he
2: gets the chance to explain his perspective from being from the suburbs, like Mm -hmm. that shit stopped me in my tracks because I'm from the birds and, you know, nobody really ever asks the perspective of the African American struggle from the suburban perspective because it's you know summer most summer people ride. feel like if you're from the burbs you made it out yeah like nah that's not true at all that's yeah. what we thought and that's what we were taught but in in being awakened and becoming conscious to what was really going on they were actually trying to strip us of our blackness. And 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 get us to feel the privilege and 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 um the 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 privilege of of being in white suburban America. So the fact that they address that in that movie is so important because no one ever talks to, to the suburban kid about what the fuck he's going through in trying to understand what it is like to be black in this America.
0: Mm-hmm. That
2: is one of the most aside from the main focus of the film that is it to me was one of the most important, uh, points in that movie. Mm,
0: Yeah, definitely, man. It, yeah, it was, uh, like I said, there's a lot of fresh perspective. I love, I love the, um, you know, I love how they challenge the whole concept that because someone is criminal uh, or has a criminal background, like their perspective doesn't hold as much weight and i love how he forced uh forced people like force these police officers to kind of uh officers to actually um to sit with that and, and allow them um you know to to ultimately be judged by uh some of the people who they oftentimes imprison because a lot by of their times, peers yeah exactly
2: they're, actually, they're real peers not the quote right. unquote peers
0: Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, just because someone has committed a crime, they, they all of us, they, they don't stop being human. You know what I mean? Their opinion all of a sudden doesn't like this kind of disappear and not hold any weight. Like they're still very much a part of this world. And, you know, I think oftentimes, um, you know, we like, when we're into that, when we have been put in that system, our humanity oftentimes is stripped away. And so I love how they humanize those characters in the movie. Um, the, the whole dialogues that the dialogue that happens in the police station. There are a lot of surprises. I'm not going to necessarily spoil every surprise for, uh, for our listeners and our viewers, but it's, you know, I can't stress it enough. Like it's extremely well-written. Um, you know, it's, there's just so many so many gems in the movie. Um, the acting is tremendous in it uh, yeah. from the young from the young people in it uh, to some of the veteran actors that's in it. Um, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, you know, some of um, like one of the actors that's in it that I think a lot of folks might recognize um, Theo uh, Rossi is in it. Uh, he uh, plays a police officer in the film. He's also known for his role as Shades on Luke Cage. Um, and he also, I forget his character's name um, on the show, but he was one of the characters in Sons of Anarchy as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he's also in the film. Um, and yeah, man, definitely, I, you know, I'll, I also love what they say about how, you know, whenever, um, a young person is killed, and how the police try to get uh, go to the mom's house and speak with her and oh, try to get man. her to help keep the peace. My man uh, said
2: that shit is diabolical. Yes. Sure.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you know, and, I mean, that's one of the powerful parts about uh, one of the many powerful parts about the film is how, like, you know, the conversation that's had about how come the expectation. Whenever we are met with violence and our lives are taken um, by violence, how come we're always expected to be peaceful in response to the violence done to us? Can I quote it? Can I quote it? Do the direct quote.
2: We're expected to take it on the cheek, take it on the other cheek, and then walk it off.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: The only people.
0: Absolutely. Meanwhile, we we cheer on other nations who fight to liberate themselves from the same type of oppression. You know, what I mean, but here at home or whatever, you know, like we don't even do that for our own. Speaking of our own, um, I love the whole veteran part of it, too. Like, you know, people always talk about supporting police officers and um, and, you know, people love to say I support our troops and, and claim to be patriots and things like that. But um, but how many different times have we seen you know now granted in this case it was the son of someone who was a veteran, but how many times have we seen actual veterans fall victim to this type of stuff? I um, mean how many times have we seen veterans in this country become radicalized because ultimately um, you know the the country falls short in terms of the supports that are offered to these people when they come back home um, you know what I mean so like, it just deals with so much, man. There's so there's so much great content in the film. Um, you know, again, salute the Nate Parker. Um, also, salute the Spike Lee who saw the film at a film festival and decide to uh, to back the film and um, help it get more, uh, you know, more exposure and get out there a bit further. So, salute to Spike Lee, of course, as well. But um, but yeah, man. Any uh, closing thoughts on that, Shern? Because uh, yeah. it's it's your time, brother. You know what
2: I mean? I wanna I wanna give my favorite quote from that one my other favorite quote from that movie other than the uh the take it on the cheek take it on the other cheek mm-hmm. um and you kind of you kind of made uh made reference to this a second ago great mm-hmm. nations aren't great because they oppress but because they liberate and they mm-hmm. don't kill they heal Like God, that yeah. that right there like if if you if you dissect that quote in itself, like mm. we got to wake up in this country, man. Like this yeah, we're 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 not living where we
0: thought we lived, and what yeah, we got to wake, gotta wake up, up, man. What
2: yeah, to I was up. gonna
0: say, yeah, I I think I think the people who who put us in this position to begin with are very much awake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, but the people who, I mean, they're absolutely people who are just kind of you know walking along like living their daily life and not fully aware of what's going on. But I'm also aware of the fact that plenty of those people who we think aren't aware, Oh, they actually know, but they don't want to, they don't want to deal with the uncomfortableness of the the truth. You know what I mean? So it's, it's much easier for them to pretend like they're asleep as opposed mm-hmm. to like acknowledge the fact that they, they know what's happening, but you know, but that, un they also know that that means that they gotta sacrifice some of the privileges they have in order to push things forward, and they're not going to do that. Nah, you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, never a problem until it's their problem. So, mm-hmm. yeah, plenty of times we get in situations as a community, um, and this is a way deeper, way deeper uh, uh, conversation to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So. Sometimes we get into issues in our community and the same advocates that we thought would be there aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. However, when they can find a, uh, a a cause that we may also subscribe to, they expect us to, expect us to show out in numbers as well. So it's mm-hmm. always like, you know, they isolate problems, whether we mm-hmm. want to believe it or not. Um, they feel like some some things are black problems and some things are white problems. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. And they treat those problems according to um, the nature of the skin. Case in point: um, if you, There's a there's a, a Netflix series called Crack. Yes. Talks about it. Yeah. It talks about how crack was, um, um, you know, infiltrated into our our, our communities, or whatever and how it was treated. Um, but then you fast forward into the year 2020 or a little bit less than that and you see how the response for the opioid epidemic is totally different you know mm-hmm. what I mean? because opioids affect um they affect a different demographic than they than crack does so absolutely you know it's never a problem until it crosses demographics i've always said that you know what i mean so, mm.
0: absolutely absolutely and you know that in itself, uh, you know, is an example of what privilege looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, on that note, let's pass it to my man Sugar D. Sherm with our music updates. You know what I mean? And man?
2: moving on to the bullshit. <laughs> we got Bow Wow, a.k.a. Shad Moss, to kick it off. We're going to change the whole we're going we're gonna to lighten the mood a little bit and get into the fuckery. So man Bow wow last week um decided to and 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 please understand that entering into the story, your man by wow got ai at the bowling alley, like he got straight ai at the bowling alley. So, but hey, you put yourself out there, this is what you're gonna get. So Bow Wow mm-hmm. decides to attend a party in Houston, Texas, where they are wide the fuck open and have been such for a while during this pandemic. Houston, Texas, you and Atlanta, Georgia are amazing, and I don't mean that in a good way. So he (laughs) attends this party, um, and that shit is packed to the motherfucking ass crack. I mean, it's wall to wall. Niggas, niggas, niggity, niggas, niggas everywhere. It's for a friend of his 30th birthday party, and he decides, or they ask him to perform a song. He performs a song, so of course, he's the one that makes the shit go, uh, I guess, quote unquote, viral. I don't know if it really went viral, but he's the one that blew the shit up because it wasn't his party. He didn't promote the shit. It was somebody else's party. But of course, because he performed, it made it bigger. Nobody had masks on. Like I said before, we're in the pandemic and this, I mean, they put him they put him on. Some of the meanest wheels to roll him under the bus. They don't, I don't know. I don't even know the girl's name that the party was for, but all you know is that Shad Moss is all over this shit. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, I don't think this is too far outside of what Shad Moss, aka Bow Wow, enjoys.
1: He's
2: kids about this dude no more like uh I'm mad he's still making no but like it's that. not Lil he took the Lil away so he's big boy uh, now it's I actually yeah it's it, it's he's a big boy a now because it's no more just, Lil Wow
0: I mean it's oh,
2: I mean fuck him like I, I don't, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I mean hey I I'm, oh, I'm always gonna have a space for Bow Wow dog <laughs> Because the dude has been a celebrity since he was five. Hey man, he's one of us, he's one of our people. I gotta commend him. For no being able no, to
1: no, know. no, he's one of the ones that you cast out like Dave Chappelle did. No, hell yes, he is, dog.
2: <laughs> like, we don't want him. Why like, not? Just stop I, with I, wow. He's doing no, no. No, what you have I to do have to, have to have be ever. a celebrity. No,
1: that's what you gotta do. Well. No. He, he, he is, thought he was a celebrity. He then he started doing foot. Nah, bro. He started doing goofy. He, he wants some goofy shit. When he did that thing where he was acting like he was uh, uh, covered up and and people didn't recognize. Nobody gives a fuck who you are, man. Like, yes. this, no, this no. no. All yes, right. Yes,
2: yes, someone does. Who? Who knows? Oh,
0: all his all them people up in the party with no mask.
2: Oh, <laughs> you gotta
0: when people are
2: laughing with you and when people are laughing at you. Bro, a Bow Wow has a following. You can deny it all you want, dog. But remember, when Bow Wow was like 14 years old, dog, Bow Wow could have took your girl at 14 years old. Let's cut it out. Like, he's a, like, Bow Wow is, he is doing what you, he's been a celebrity (laughs) since he was five years old. And what he understands is that in order to be a celebrity, you have to keep doing shit to get noticed. So he keeps doing shit, whether it, be, whether it be super cool or whether it be some fuck shit. He does shit to make you say his name. And that is the point of being a celebrity. Any publicity is good publicity. I don't give a fuck about none of the shit he's doing, but it's fun. It's something to talk about. It's something to laugh about. So I'm here for it. <laughs> him, have him going to this party, I wouldn't have gone to the party. Everybody that was in the party, is kind of dumb. They're fucking idiots. But they were there for the 30-year-old, for, for whoever party it was, and to see fucking Bow Wow. So apparently somebody likes Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm here for all of Bow Wow's fuckery because it is fucking entertaining. He you is definitely I mean? one of my people.
1: The, the, <laughs> he, he, we laugh at clowns and we laugh at Bow Wow. Ain't no difference. Man, no. Ain't, no, ain't no
2: difference. It what takes else? a lot to have he your said, name
1: still be still be. Nah,
2: nah, nah, not us. It's nothing. Nah. Like it's he, stupid. He said, it's stupid to us. But Bow Wow is not forty-two. He getting, cl-
1: he getting clowned all over. You see him on Twitter. Do you see what
2: he said with the? Um, Bro, how you getting so, clowned? When you got a club full of people. That ain't how okay. You when you got a club full okay. of people? They, Granted, they weren't necessarily yeah. there for him but uh, they knew he was going to be there exactly they weren't there for him like
1: bro, nobody's rushing to go see him dog like, yes that,
2: yes someone no is. No. no absolutely fucking not no he wouldn't still be doing shows if no one was going to see him oh okay but yeah. moving on because we're not about to do a whole my whole segment on Bottom. <laughs> so moving on <laughs> I, I was just saying what are we here for um, okay my two music highlights of the week are we got code of the friend i'm, I'm gonna start off with code of the friend and then i'm gonna get into pharaoh march 13. code of the friend has a series called um called uh oh my god it's it's a trial called quest reference lyrics to go lyrics to go jesus christ come so on we sir. Have a, a series called yeah. lyrics to go where you better represent with that
0: oh hey night Huh? No, nah, he was saying he better represent with that. And I was like, oh, no, he's nice. Oh, no,
2: Coda always represents. I guess I know uh, so he has a series called lyrics to go that he's been doing for years. And it like it it has yet to disappoint. I'm um, just mm. these real quick songs. I don't know how many verses it is Um, because I'm not that technical. I'm not a rapper. I did not count the verses, but I just I listen to it and I enjoy it. <laughs> Coda is uh, it's, it's typical code of fashion. Better he is the know. most regular motherfucker on earth, but he is like he is like if you if everybody on earth could rap, like if everybody on earth could be the could be a dope rapper, that's how he makes. That's how easy he makes this shit look. I'm like gonna need you to explain that.
1: What do you mean? Huh? I'm gonna need you to explain that. What you mean? So if he, everybody on earth can rap, like what is he? You talking about content? You talking about no, no,
2: no, no, no. His 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 approach to the way he delivers his lyrics ah, is so right. nonchalant. Ah, like, right. it, it just that feels is. like anyone could do it. It's nonchalant, but it's so fucking technical. Like this nigga mm-hmm. is nasty. I love. Yeah, it. he's I'm super good. dope. He's one of my favorite young young uh, young artists. Um, next to Saba, like this dude. He he is he he makes lofi. Like he turns lo-fi into some amazing shit. Like this nigga is so ill. He addresses everything. Like he pays so much homage to the places that he's been and where he comes from. Like it like the dude is just dope, man. Um, he um, I kind of lost my train of thought, but getting he he's from Brooklyn, but okay. he does not give off that typical Brooklyn feel. He is like, yeah, man, Um, check his project out. Definitely, definitely check out everything from Cody. He will not disappoint. He is that he can can take you from cleaning up your house on a Saturday morning to (laughs) needing some shit to get you. Well, no, he might not motivate you to go to the club, but his shit knocks like that. But his lyrics might make you go the fuck back home when you're on your way to the club. Because you <laughs> don't really give a fuck about shit like that, so yeah,
0: he has really good, um, like his his uh, rec, um, you know his introspective songs are really dope too. Yes, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, man, his,
2: yeah, his approach to his approach to blackness I really love because yes, he puts it in a way that it's it's so and and I'm not and I'm not saying that this is a good or a bad thing. It's a coda thing. It's so non abrasive but it's so it's still so pertinent in in everything that in in, in all of his music like oh my god I love he
0: he makes he makes the authentic he he takes an authentic black experience and makes it very accessible you know what i mean and it's very palatable um to virtually almost like you know anyone not necessarily if you come in for like that turn up or whatever the joint to get you like super hype or whatever but if you uh, appreciate like soulful uh like lyrics and like music or whatever something that almost feels like the like an older era but is a bit more progressive like yo he he's a great artist for you i definitely um yeah. stand for him as well so no features on that album and it's 10 10 albums
2: strong for only 15 minutes though. That's all you need. It, it, it's it's basically it's just a it's a mixtape. It's basically a mixtape. Yeah, tape. it's just yeah, it's uh, like
0: kind of like one off verses and stuff.
1: And how old is this cat? Cuz he look mad young when I just look young, young. shit.
0: Yeah, he's young. I think he I think mid 20s.
1: Okay, that's pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, and his last record actually charted too, man. Like okay. uh um, yeah, his last album that he put out was actually on Billboard. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah, so shout out to him for doing it on his own terms and, and making quality music. You Indeed. know what I mean? And yeah.
2: check out everything Code of the Friend. Everything. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to check it
1: out, too. But you better not talk about Bow Wow being relevant ever. <laughs>
2: Keep it moving, Sheriff. Don't Don't hey, entertain, bro, it. Bro, I
0: don't bro. Bro. sir. Next 13.
2: Yes. a long 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 awaited project from one of my favorite artists Pharaoh Monch um the i first I, I heard first of this uh this group it's actually a group it's not just pharaoh but i heard mm-hmm. i first heard of this about a year ago um a single came out called palindrome Fire mm-hmm. ass ass single everything that pharaoh puts out is fucking fire but this is pharaoh monch this is daru jones and uh, this is Marcus Machado. I don't know much about Marcus Machado, but um, Daru Jones is one of the illest drummers I've ever heard. Um, yeah, he's dirty. If you want to hear one of his one of his greatest uh, performances, to me was I don't know how much he did on this, but I feel like he did all of the album with Black Milk, the three uh, three sixty, the album of the year three sixty five. Oh yeah, um, he is. To me, the reason why that album is so fucking fire, like the dude, the dude is like, he's like black thought in a drum set. Like he's nasty. He finds these awkward fucking pockets. Like the way, if you see him on it, first of all, his drum set looks ridiculous. You got drums leaning over backwards. Like he is insane. And when you see him drum, it does not look like he knows what he's doing, but it is because he feels every different drum that he has in his set and it every every drum does something different daru jones is amazing so Mm. i would compare this project it's called 13 uh, a a good day for an exorcism and Mm. what it is is uh an exorcism of america that is absolutely what it is is it is an american atonement um, it, it it goes through everything that's going on right now from police brutality right. to inequality. i mean it's like it spans everything it's a long album i don't know how many tracks it is total but it's, mm. it's definitely a long album but you will not be bored um but uh, what this what i would compare this to i would definitely compare this to uh mad lib and mf dooms mad villainy Mm. it is it like this it is dark it's dark as fuck man like it is definitely gonna put you in a place i do not have a well i do have a stand well i don't remember the name of the track but there is a standout track but it is only a standout track because it's because it is the most different sounding track on the album oh no i do remember it's called amnesia and it takes you completely out it is cra- like it's crazy how this song just drops into the project and as easily as easily as it drops in, there's no transition out of it. You're just gone out of that space. But that is the only song that changes the tempo. It's kind of, it feels light. It, it's kind of eerie because it, it gives a light feel to amnesia. So you got to hear that. It, it's crazy. But yeah. <laughs> the whole project is a standout track. Like you got to listen to it all the way through it.
0: Mm.
2: Oh my god, it is so like it's gory. It's 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 classic Pharaoh. If if you if mm. you remember songs like hate from uh from, mm. from internal affairs and if you remember Equinox from uh yeah. from, from 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 uh Equinox and uh Black Sunday from from organized confusion, like it's classic Pharaoh, like mm. he he has this way of 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 like personifying these really fucked up emotions and situations, and really making you feel how fucked up they are. He's mm. got to be like, oh my God, you've got to check it out. I would recommend listening I, to it in the dark.
1: Say, so listen to what?
2: Listening the, oh. to it in the dark. It is. It is a dark album, dog. Man, like,
1: tell me love to the damn album,
2: what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, In the dark. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so, whole other level. You uh, movies in the dark, man. What are you talking <laughs> about? Man, you talking like, talking I
1: about? Some, oh, yeah, but you talking about making love to a track in the dark.
0: Turn God. off the lights. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> candle. <laughs> <sitting on the laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, man. No but, um,
2: yeah i've
0: heard i've heard two tracks from it so far uh i mean it's sick i actually saw um because i think he's been performing with them live for a while now if i'm not mistaken um i yeah, feel like when yeah <laughs> yeah when we did uh because there was a show at the kennedy center um, where I performed with Kokai and um, De La Soul was like the main they, they were top billing that night and, um, and Pharaoh as well and that was the first time I heard him talking about 13 um, and yeah because he had the band with him and yeah they they were in there it was just body bags though bro, just,
2: and you just, and you know how Pharaoh is man he put some shit I mean, in the oven and it, no he puts shit in the crock pot and it's gonna stay in there for the whole day so bro. When I heard about 13, I'm like, oh shit, Pharaoh putting some shit in the atmosphere that you're gonna have to that you're gonna be anticipating for the next three fucking years. And of course, he yeah. did. But, yeah. but the like, way yeah. the way he explained the process, I really respect it because he's like he be on his he be on his boutique shit. So when he puts out a project, he wants it to feel like a one-off. He doesn't want it to be able to be compared to anything. So mm-hmm. he 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 lives with it for as long as he needs to live with it for it to feel like nothing you've ever heard. And nothing mm-hmm. you've ever heard from Organized Confusion or Feral manch is like anything you hear from him the project before. And I fuck with him for that. I hate mm-hmm. it on one, on, on one uh, side of it because he takes so long. That's a but I love it on the other end because when you get a project from him it's going to be like he said, it's going to be on some boutique shit. It's going to be it's going to be the Jordans laced with fur and silk with the with, with the with the motherfucking Python print across the uh, across <laughs> toe. So I, I, I love that shit. Like this project is so uh, dog. I, I listened to this project after I watched American Skin. Oh, mm-hmm. my dude. I've been on one. Right. Been yeah. On one. Yeah. And the I heard. 45 and a long range rifle. And put me <laughs> on top of a building somewhere in West. No, never mind. I'm sorry. Right, you, you it's like, all of
0: that. It's too mean, much none of that. Right, right. <laughs> right now. yo, what? I, so I was going to change up real quick and just say, uh, well, first I was going to say um, the few tracks that I've heard from it so far are crazy. Like, I mean, you know. Um, as to be expected with Pharrell in terms of the caliber of MC that he is. I mean, he does not disappoint. And the production is amazing from the few tracks that I've heard. Um, I do have a question for all of y'all. Favorite Pharrell Monch song and go. Uh, why you do that? Because I can do it.
2: <laughs> right now, what comes to my mind is "Behind Closed Doors." That's the first my, mm. song that comes to mind for me because the way he, the way he jumped and danced all over that fucking crazy ass yeah. track, man.
0: Yeah, yeah that that's a that's a heater. How about you, Cash?
1: Um, it's hard to top that. Um, Behind Closed Doors. Uh, uh. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. Why you put me on a spot like that? Like that's, because this is this is what the show is for.
0: <laughs> a lot of fun. oh, straight bullets, a great one. Yeah, that's that's an organized confusion joint. Yeah.
2: for you little girl, little girl. I I little girl. Your
0: world. Yeah, we
1: that's from yeah.
0: We listen to a
1: lot of Pharaoh, um, coming up. Uh, that's hard to that's hard to say
0: one. I'll make it easier for you. A verse, favorite Feral Monch verse. There you go, nigga. That, that <laughs> I mean, made, it harder. I made it easier. <laughs> right, that made it harder. I mean, look, I, bro, I can get, I, I can get you both real, real, quick. Boop, 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 boop. You know what I'm saying? Favorite, favorite, favorite Feral Monch verse. Uh, was from Bring It On. That was the one that kind of made oh, me a, a God, fan for life. Mind chop. I even be get more graphic than the Neo Geo 32 bit computer. These words between my lips said, then I spit, spit it out. Yeah, that joint's yeah, crazy. I mean, that whole I mean, verse is. I mean, I oh, but you can't. Uh, go ahead. You, you keep going. That's why I stopped. That's why I stopped. Keep See, you kept going. But I knew where it was going. So go ahead. I, I paused <laughs> myself before <laughs> y'all had to pause me. Um, so that verse is probably one of my favorite. That's the verse. Uh, it's not, put it this way, it's not necessarily my introduction to him. My introduction was uh, stress, right? Like, that was the first time I heard him. He destroys that. You will now consider me the apocalyptic one. After this rhyme, henceforth there is none. No more will will exist when I emerge from the mist in which I was born into. Scorn. Most of you can't even comprehend what I am saying to you, even in my human form, the message I'm relaying. That dude was crazy. And, like, yeah, so...
2: He's one of the greatest.
0: Yes, but my favorite Pharaoh song, which is not a song that people talk about a lot, is the joint shine with Melomachenko. That joint in my heart in my mind. That joint where she's like blacking out on the joint, because this is bro. His verse on his verses on that joint, and where I come from where he does a little thing where I come from there's some condom drums and don't like dog, like. He's talking over most of that track and that beat is bonkers like really really ape shit and uh and then like he just has a few moments where he just jumps in the pocket of the beat just to let you know like yo I'm off beat for most of this song but then he just hops in the pocket real quick oh wait a minute in case you were worried he just nails it and then he's just and then he gets back on his his,
2: hey bro he does that shit on on uh on uh, on good day for an exorcism on this one joint where he just rides his pocket on his fast like i love when pharaoh does that it's like yeah i play this awkward shit because that's my character but i can body anybody's fucking industry beat that i wanted i just choose not to yeah and for anybody that doesn't know, the dude had a had several opportunities to break mainstream. Oh yeah, he, he, said he said no to Dr. Dre. Right, but he he, said no to Dr. he, Drake. he made a conscious decision to stay in the lane so he could stay consistent with what he was. Yo, Pharaoh is.
0: Look, no. let, let's go ahead and let's quote him. Slave, uh, slave to uh, what was he say? Uh, slave to a label, but I own my masters. Dog Faro yeah. Monch quote. He said, yo, um, he said, without artists in repertoire, cause uh, cause uh, uh cause um, was it cause Pharaoh is a monarch minus the AR. Cause Monch is a monarch. There you go. Cause Monch is a monarch minus the AR. Dog, come on, man. Uh you know, this, you know, 21 gun salute to this uh so this, one of the greatest, man. One of the greatest, one of the greatest man. Greatest. Undisputed would definitely, with candles or I mean, we- <laughs> what'd you say? Should I listen with candles, or he said turn the lights off. I mean, it's like, I mean, you could, but with this record, it sounds like it's if you're doing candles with this joint, it's in the shape of a pentagram, it's like definitely with, in the shape of a pentagram, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, this shit, like, like real dark, so, you like oh, you conjuring, <laughs>
2: a, it's, not, it's not just a dark album, like, it's really yeah. socially conscious, it's really politically mm-hmm. conscious, like, it's a really important album for 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 you know for current times man like it, it came out at the perfect time we we just we just ejected a fucking piece of shit, devil from like it oh my god yeah listen to it
0: we'll 13,
2: do good day for an exorcism I'll check, I'll you will check. not be disappointed
0: yeah man nah, definitely crazy, man. definitely gonna finish listening to it man but dude so much, man. So much. We covered a lot this week, gentlemen. And so I'm not gonna
2: get into my videos, So yeah, well, oh we'll, yeah, my bad.
0: Yeah. You did want it, yeah. yeah we,
2: nah, we 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 15 minutes over time, man. Um, I mean, I right.
0: can list them real quick, but yeah, I, just like, list them joints. Uh, hit them with the recommendations. All right, so hit we got
2: Feralmont. Feralmont Feral has an NPR performance for uh for a few songs uh, off of 13. It's super dope. From uh from yep. my guess, his home. Um, Joey Badass is back uh with a song called uh shit i don't remember what joey badass song is called right now but his song is super dope he's got a visual for that and um Code of the friend has a few visuals um from the from his series as well so yeah
0: dope we'll check them all out man yeah man appreciate the recommendations Gentlemen, as always, man, always a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to everybody for listening or watching. A couple of quick announcements before we go, just to give y'all a heads up. uh, Next week, our next episode, episode five, 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 uh, will be live. Oh, I just realized that five will be live. Live with five, yes. So episode five will be live on YouTube. It will be on a Sunday night Um, you know, like to kind of throw back to the Substantial Sunday days. So yes, make sure you tune in for that. Um, And you won't have to wait as long. You won't have to wait seven days. You can wait six days and join us live, all right? So um, that will be on January 31st. Um, And to all of you who've been um, watching the video and you stuck around this long, you might as well hit that subscribe button. Um, And if you're listening, make sure you follow the podcast and share it. A lot of big announcements during the live show. Uh, we should be mentioning who our first guest on the show will be, uh, the following week after the live show. And uh, hopefully, um, if all goes well, maybe Patreon be ready to go too. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep y'all posted. Lots of great things in the pipeline, fellas. As always, man, always a pleasure. Love y'all. Like, cook food on a Sunday, even though it's Monday. Food, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> Yeah, you know, when they see it, it's gonna be Monday. So, but uh, shout out to everybody in the chat, uh, you know, all our OG supporters, man. Y'all are the best. Uh, we definitely appreciate the support and the encouragement. So, on that note, gentlemen, we out, son. Peace, uh, peace, peace. where peace. the pinky cash, huh? Where the pinky cash, right? You know what I'm saying? Mac and bougie. (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all have a good one, man. Peace.
2: Peace, Peace. Peace, peace, peace.